I think something that you need to give a lot of thought to is judgment. So one of the things that, (laughs) and even by your reaction, it excites me. I'm super passionate about judgment. A, the way we judge ourselves. B, the way we allow other people's judgments to become a variable in our lives. Mm -hmm. When I think about the only sustainable thing that I have in me, and I give a huge shout out to Tom Bellew when he was on my podcast and actually giving this to Mm -hmm. me because I was living it, I just didn't put words to it. My ability to not judge myself which then leads me to not judging others, has been the greatest gift of my life and is the only sustainable thing I have. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to episode 324 of the Ask Gary V Show. This is an exciting one because worlds collide and it's a special special day. So everybody watching on live stream, I know this will get posted probably a day later, uh, but if you're watching live tonight, 10, yes. 10 p.m. on YouTube mm-hmm. and 1.30 in the morning. That's right. Uh, if, if you're not, Lily, why don't you tell everybody what the big news is and a little bit about yourself. For sure. So you take the floor for the next three minutes. Hi, my name is Lily Singh. I have exciting news. I am premiering my late night show, my NBC late night show called A Little Late with Lily Singh. Um, it's after Seth Meyers. It's 1.35 a.m. But like you mentioned, because the special day is premiere, we're streaming it on YouTube earlier than it premieres on TV at 10.30 p.m. EST. And it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's consumed my whole life for the past couple of months. It's a huge honor. Um, it's the currently the only woman on Network Late Night. So it's a pr- pretty big deal. It's a very big yeah. deal. So let's, let's take it all the way back. Let's how did do this, it. First of all, let's take it not all the way back. Mm-hmm. Let's take it kind of back to how did this even happen? Well, I got a phone call saying, hey, there's a time slot that NBC would love to offer you. And I was like, wait, what? And it took me a really long time to process this conversation because <laughs> I was like, they want me to host this or they want me to like be on it? They want you to host it. Like myself? Like they want it to be my show? Like replace Carson? No, they want your own show. Like my own show? So there's <laughs> so many follow-up is questions. Is this your agent calling you? This is my manager calling yeah, got me. It. I mean, at this point, you know, I've been and making... And where are you? Paint me the picture. Yeah, I'm going to paint you the picture. Okay, this year, it's been eight years of me making YouTube videos. Yep. Uh, I've done a gang of other things. You know, I've released books. I've gone on tours. I've done lots of live performances. Never dabbled in the world of traditional TV thus far. So I'm sitting in my office. I'm on my pink blush, fabulous couch. It is fabulous. It's velvet. It's very cute. Um, and I get a phone call in and LA in LA right, I'm just going very no I like it I was wearing a blazer go ahead really probably sweats but I'm making it up so it's go a blazer yep. um and my agent my manager literally calls and says random thing NBC wants to talk to you about a late night show and I remember being like wait what and so after 30 minutes of confusion I was like sure I'll do the meeting to find out more information um and I met with a group of executives white people and <laughs> And then they told me, they're like, we would love you for the show. And I'm not going to lie, it was a really cool opportunity, but I wanted to take a beat to think about it because committing to something of that scale, Mm -hmm. it's like a huge professional and personal commitment to make, honestly. Humongous. Yeah, so I did like a month of research. I truly took a month to answer them. Uh, There's two people in particular I asked for advice. One was Hassan Minaj and Mm -hmm. one was Dwayne Johnson. Mm -hmm. Mostly because I have a bad habit of asking people for advice who don't know what they're talking about. And I wanted to <laughs> not do that this time. You know, I'm always that person that's like asking people for relationship advice and they're single and sad. And I'm like <laughs> taking advice from them. So like this time I'm going to ask people that actually know what they're talking about. Love. Um, so they gave me great advice and they both encouraged me to go through with this. Um, I think my number one concern was I didn't want to be pigeonholed. 
as a yeah. host. Yep. I have so many aspirations. And and both of it, them are already in parts of the, Hassan's going to exactly. the next phase, mm-hmm. The Rock, Dwayne. I mean, like, he I mean, transcends everything. And but I really believe that like there is no pigeonholing yeah. if you're willing to break through doors and windows. That's exactly correct. And I think Dwayne said something that was so smart. He said, if that was your concern, you would have already been pigeonholed as the YouTube girl. Correct. And that has never stopped Correct. you. So that's what I needed to hear. I you. said yes. And since then, my life has been a wild ride. I love it. That's <laughs> yeah, so awesome. So you. now let's take it. Let's Actually, I, said, I, I lied. I said mm-hmm. we're going to take it all the way back. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going backwards. Okay. Let's, let's go to the part where you emerged into mm-hmm. the consciousness that led to this opportunity. Mm-hmm. When did you start producing for the internet? I and started why? producing for the internet in 2010 and it was because I was sad. Truly, <laughs> like that is the answer. I was in the last year of university. I was fulfilling a major that I had no real passion in. It was psychology, I have a psych degree. Uh, mostly because that's what my sister did. My parents wanted me to get a degree. As a kid, I was so creative. Whether it was baking or dancing or rapping, I loved creating. And then I think... I was convinced, whether it was by family or society or whatnot, that that's not a realistic trajectory of life. And so I was like, okay, time to grow up and get a degree and get a job and get married and do this very linear life that everybody wants me to do. Um, so I got went into a really dark funk in the last year of my university career. Discovered YouTube, thought it was weird as hell. I was like, who are these weirdos making videos in their rooms? Um, but then you know eventually just uploaded a video that was very bad it was a bad video what was your first video it was a very awkward spoken word piece i bought a new blazer again with a blazer Jesus, really I, I, I like the blazer i don't have a good personality so my blazers make up for it um <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm great no so i made this video it was a spoken word piece 70 people watched it right. and i was like i'm Better famous i'm famous now <laughs> 70 goddamn people um but i just fell in love with the idea of creating on yeah. my own terms yeah. and it made me happy it's very simple i was sad this made me happy i decided to keep doing this thing that made me happy d-rock in post-production for this clip can we please find the part of crush it that i wrote in 2008 that basically describes this exact scenario since now i'm old mm-hmm. and my theses are now coming to life <laughs> the, like the i said this over and over that this is exactly how it was going to happen and literally tonight it happens somebody who created a youtube video mm-hmm then hosts a late night show. And that was impossible to believe in 2008 or nine when the book came out. And So uh, you manifested this for me, basically. I basically am taking full credit for thank, your career. Thank you. And you know what? Just you so get you know. it. You get it. There you, you know. go. I don't know if you read your contract, but there's a <laughs> 20% big you're actually paying me. Nice. Yes. So What's 20% so, of zero, very little? What listen, is it? <laughs> very, even less. Okay. Even less. So... That happens. When did you start feeling it? When did something happen? Give me the moment where the, okay, so that happens. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Then was, what was the moment? What was the moment? Where I was like, this might go somewhere? Or, or the first video that kind of, yeah, yes. So there was a trend called Things Girls Say. Do you guys remember that trend? I do. Okay, so I made a Stuff's Punjabi Mother Say. That was my first video to hit a million views. Now, I was thrilled. Before you go there, I apologize. Yeah, no worries. Where, where were your videos coming in at? Prior to that, prior minute. to that, so my first just for context, yeah, my first video hit ten thousand views, and that was probably like my eighth video. So it took me around eight videos to hit ten thousand views, which is a lot. Which is which a is lot. a lot of views for an eighth video. Uh huh. And by the way, I'm just going to jump in right now for everybody listening. The thing that I talk about in Crush It still to this day, and just to make this valuable for everybody listening. And by the way, if you're watching LinkedIn, Facebook, put your phone numbers uh, up, and Katie here will be grabbing the phone numbers. We're gonna do some calls before this show's over, so you can see where the themes are going here, and I know a lot of this audience is gonna have questions for uh, Lily. Uh, 
to, I think one thing that needs to be talked about is talent. Mm -hmm. Like even the way you delivered I'm awesome when you were saying the blazer thing, like talent is a real equation. Mm -hmm. Like there are people who are gonna get 10,000 views on their eighth video who who are exactly the people that go on to do other things. Mm -hmm. There's a very fine line for everybody of like perseverance, you know, like, you know, there's plenty of people who gave up making YouTube videos. For sure. One video short of when it was gonna turn. Mm -hmm. um, so this is, there is no, there's no linear answer or binary answer to this, but I do think that when, I, it makes sense to me that that happened for you. Thank you. Um, okay, so you have the 10,000 video yep. on the eighth one, so you're like, okay, and, now there's something here. Well, to the, no, not even then, to your point, I'm not the product of a viral video. And there are a lot of creators that are, I'm not. Every video I've made has counted slowly, it's chipped away, slowly it's gained new subscribers. But you agree with me as also somebody who never mm -hmm. had a, I still don't have really that many viral, if any, viral videos. Also, what does that even mean? But, I, but I think you agree with me that you know, there is no long-term product of a viral video. There's just people that make viral videos, and by the way, there are people who make viral videos mm -hmm. and then are similar to you and I, mm -hmm. and that's the starting point, and they go on because they have the skill set sure. to build something meaningful, and there are tons of people who have viral videos mm -hmm. never to be seen again. 100%. Every, I'd say viral, the, the concept of going viral is very short-term. You know, it's very Your short what number video got to a million views? Oh, what was that? I don't even remember because it was pretty deep in. A it was year? Like, Probably a year, year yeah. or two, mm -hmm. um, and that's the thing. Did you I, shit? Were you like, well, I do that every finally. day. <laughs> yes, I know that. But in <laughs> well, the I, metaphorically the way of like, was, I'm excited. I was thrilled, but I'm also just I have that immigrant mentality of my parents. That's like, don't ever get too excited about stuff. Keep working, keep hustling. So even though it hit a million Love views, I was mentality. like, well, this is not me. This is because of this trend. I know it's because of this trend of the stuff girls say in that moment that YouTube was having. So I was probably the last person in my life to really have that eureka moment of, wait, this could actually go somewhere. I had hit a million subscribers. I had been traveling to different parts of the world to perform. And even still, and I was... perform in what form? Um, A little bit of stand-up or a little bit just like fan Q&A stuff online. Sometimes okay. I would rap, just a, a bunch yep. of different stuff. Still being creative. Still being creative. Um, And I still was like, no, this could go all go away. This doesn't mean anything. It took me a really long time to really accept this could be a career, entertainment could be a career. Are you similar to me, which I have a lot of immigrant framework, where, where it wasn't as binary as the way you said it, meaning you didn't go all the way in, but of course there was a sub or conscious part of you that also knew like, okay, this is hap things are hap, it's kind of how I feel right now. Right. Like, mm, I don't feel like, I feel that right now. Like with all the good things that are happening no, to me, same. I'm like, I'm not sh like, 100% like, same. I kind you know of what I mean? teetered this line because I do That's also believe in going all in. Like I know when I started doing YouTube videos, I didn't have a backup plan. And I was very adamant I believe on you. that. I was very much so like, if you have a backup plan, you're putting a little bit, no matter how small of energy into that solution where really I want to focus Lil, on is it is it true that you equally right now think it can disappear and equally think you're going to be the biggest star in the world? 100%. I, yes. totally, <laughs> I totally understand. Yeah, I teeter that line all the time. Where I'm like, I don't need no backup plan. I'm putting my it's all in. You know what it is? It's balance. I think that's what I have too. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually balance. Wait, you think we have balance or lack of balance? I think we have balance. I think the extreme- You're the first person in my entire life that has ever told me I have balance. I think you have balance. Thank you. I think that our balance is pulling harder mm -hmm. in the opposite directions than most people. I guess in this regard I have balance. In other facets of my life perhaps not, but in this regard, yeah. Sure, that makes this sense. This is the best podcast me, ever. I, I have enormous balance in human life. Mm -hmm. I'm completely imbalanced when it comes to being a sports fan. I'm actually mm -hmm. sitting here conducting this interview with you 
operating this enormous business because mm-hmm. we just had a pretty important meeting and I have mm-hmm. one right behind it. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I'm thinking about is that I want to punch Baker Mayfield in the fucking face because <laughs> the Jets are playing the Browns tonight and half my team is hurt and I'm on actual tilt right now. <laughs> I feel safe. Good. So, <laughs> so anyway, I actually think your balance, I fully understand that. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. now tell me about, let's go even further back. Yep. Actually, let me stay on this because I think mm-hmm. it brings more value mm-hmm. to the audience. The YouTube thing's happening, mm-hmm. you're doing these performance things. Real quick, just because I think it's an important topic, where were you in balancing out your platforms for creativity and awareness? You know, one of the things that I think is super interesting mm-hmm. is people becoming one dimensional on right. the platform that feeds them. Mm-hmm. As you're growing, when did you hit a million or when did you feel like you were really in a big moment on YouTube? 12, 14, just give me like a rough year. Like what year? Probably mm-hmm. 2014 was my okay. time. Yep. So, were you also actively at that point being like active on Twitter or Instagram or pod, anything else? Were you rounding out the platforms? Yeah, so I've always been a big, how I used to view things was everything is a funnel to YouTube. That's how yeah. I used to view I it. I don't that. necessarily view it like that anymore. I understand anymore. that too. Yeah, it's, it was very, now it's about certain content lives in certain places yep. and, and each of them Context are Context has yeah. emerged. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case in 2014. I understand. Yeah. 2014 was YouTube is paying me. YouTube is where I get my right. bread and butter. Everything oh, on Twitter, will funnel. Senate, yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Obviously now it's, it's that's not even a good strategy because other social media platforms, they all hate each other. So you can't even drive people correctly from one platform to another. Um, but now I find it important to, no, Twitter's for my tweets, my thoughts, my et cetera. It doesn't have to continuously drive to YouTube. It's more about these mini communities. Where are you most creating. active right now? Give me um, the Right now I am probably most active on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. What else is in your repertoire? So, if anything. Yeah, so I still do YouTube. I saw, I had a regimented YouTube schedule for eight years. That is insane. It was two scripted videos a week plus seven vlogs. So nine videos a week. I did mm-hmm. that for eight years. Mm-hmm. I just stopped that at the top of this year because I was going crazy. When did you announce it? I announced it the top of this year, in January. Like cold? You well, I took a break from social media, you know, the thing that we all do. I took a break from social media in November. Okay. Took a little bit of time to yep. sit on my thoughts and feelings, and then in January I announced. You know what's so funny? I had a, you, you said you just said something. You said you know how we all do, and I never have. Mm-hmm. And then Bless I literally, and I, but it's interesting. I literally, for the first time ever, came up with this idea. I've been debating. I'm shocked I'm saying this out loud because it's so early, and I don't tend to share my thoughts this early. Mm-hmm. But you inspire me. Have on people. You yeah. really inspire me. <laughs> I've been thinking about creating something called Disappearing December. Ooh. Where I'm completely gonna disappear for the whole month of December. I love that. No content. I love that for you. And I was like, huh. And then, you know, and where it went, it was like, you know, I may want to, yeah, everyone here is like, what the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) My whole team was like, are we fired? Um, uh, It's really interesting. There's something about Jan 1 that has always sat with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, December's interesting. Because you know, there's some family time. Mm-hmm. I'm usually pissed about football. <laughs> I always get a little inspired about my family. You know, I grew up in my dad's family liquor store, so mm-hmm. the, the wine store has always got a little of my attention. Vayner's quite busy. I want to see people. Like, it's a very interesting I, for all of us. It's an interesting month, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow. Like, you know, I wonder. You know, it's kind of like November, like the whole like that yeah. whole thing. Like, I was like, huh. I wonder if I do this. Wonder how many people will do it. Wonder what that means. I, I do think humans take scheduling very serious. Mm-hmm. There's almost a part of me that believes that if if people disappear in December, that their January and their New Year starts off better. When I completely agree. 
So I'm debating it. I am all in. Please let me know if this goes down because I will disappear in December as well. See, this is <laughs> see, this is what scares me about this is I really think it's smart and I actually think it would be adopted mm-hmm. at scale. Mm-hmm. And I think that now I'm questioning myself of like, is the only reason I want to do this because I think it's gonna become huge. Right, right, right. And I wanna be like, I'm the fucker that created, yeah. you know, like I'm trying to like figure it out if I'm like doing it because I know it will work. You're trying to see if your break from validation online will result in you being validated in another it's, way. It's actually more yeah. just, you know how I think about life? Like right before I die, I like, I think when you're creative, mm-hmm. and this took me a long time, Only I've only decided mm-hmm. to accept like, oh wait a minute, maybe I'm creative in the last couple of years because I'm always like, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Um, no, it's actually just because I like being associated with ideas. That's great. Like, I just like the idea. This is, it's actually this mm-hmm. simple. Uh, nine years from now, going through the airport and hearing a mom and daughter walk in and be like, well, we've got Disappearing December coming up anyway. And so, mm-hmm. and to just to think like, I fucking came <laughs> up with that. As a matter of fact, I just realized what I'm doing now in the meta. Mm-hmm. I just put it out before somebody else stumbles on it. Now I've got this. Boom. Boom. Put a trademark but on But by it. the way, honestly, without, you know, everyone's like trademark and all mm-hmm. this stuff, I never do those things. This already feels good. Anyway, I'm sorry. Nonetheless. <laughs> so, so, what about as a kid? Where were you born and how'd you grow up? I was born in Toronto, Canada. Okay. I only moved from Toronto five years ago to okay. LA. Um, I was raised Are you a by, Raptors fan? Uh, yeah. Oh, the NBA champs? Yes, I am fans of the NBA champs. But are you a bullshit Raptors fan? No, no, I've been so... I really like. Got can you into, tell me a lot about Vince Carter? That's what I was about to say. I've been a really diehard fan for the past probably seven, six, seven years. So not when I was super young. My family wasn't very into sports. My family was into making ends meet. We didn't do sports. Okay, I, I have two immigrant parents that are from India, from northern yep. India, Punjab. Um, so that that going back to that immigrant hustle is embedded in me. Of course. Um, I have an older sister, which is very interesting in full circle because for so much of my life, my parents wanted me to follow her footsteps. Of course. Of course. Did the psych degree, did all things. I get it. Now she does YouTube. <laughs> Love She's it. older. She's six years older than me. Um, so I that's been that. an interesting full circle moment. Of course. Growing up, I was a huge tomboy. Loved to be rebellious in the most ridiculous of things, like painting my room red. Would go to the end of the earth to do these ridiculous things that my parents, for some reason, because they're Indian, would always oppose, even though it makes no of sense. Of course. Um, and I just really loved being creative. You know, I loved dancing. I was a dancer for a good part of my life. Um, Bhangra dancing, which is like traditional Indian dancing. Um, this one brown guy in the room is nodding his head at me. Yep. Yep. Um, and I was just always that kid. My parents just kind of learned very early that if Lily really wants to do something, she is going to do it regardless of what we say. That's headstrong, always right. Yeah, Conviction. just very headstrong. And even with dancing, you know, traditionally my parents didn't like that. They didn't like me performing. Yeah, they they doesn't had ideas like, doesn't about Doesn't sound it. like a doctor or yeah, a lawyer exactly. or an engineer. So. I had to, it took like a year for me to convince them and how I convinced them wasn't through lying it wasn't through sneaking out of my house to go to dance practice it was hey you're gonna come to my next show and you're gonna see what I do it's, it's always been educating my parents on what I want to do because I believe so strongly that it's valuable of course same with YouTube you know when I told my parents I want to make YouTube videos They're and like, not go to grad school my parents were like what first of all what are you talking about we don't know who's what this, this is. YouTube guy exactly, I'm gonna punch him in the face exactly yeah. so but they you know said you have a year to try to figure it out and if well, it that's- goes that's great. really what's yeah. special. You know, it's funny. I have immigrant parents as well, and like I went into a family business, and the number one question I get asked is like, "How did you, how did you 
convince your dad to let mm-hmm. you do things, right? I get so many emails from men and women right. who ask about their mom and dad's business and they can't do things and no matter how much I did at 14, and I worked every fucking weekend mm-hmm. and holiday, and no matter how mm-hmm. much talent I showed and results from 14 to 22 and in my own mind, I took it, mm-hmm. it still required my dad saying micro yeses mm-hmm. When I was like, hey, let's buy this weird sparkling papaya juice. Yeah. I'll never forget this. I bought a bunch of like sparkling non-alcoholic juice mm-hmm. that had, this was 1991, and the flavors were mango and pear and papaya. Like people came in the store and they're like, what's a mango? Like, like you know, like, <laughs> like and, and we sold it all, and I always think of like that being a moment where I convinced my dad who mm-hmm. I was, but it still took the micro yes mm-hmm. for, you know, a lot of dads and moms say no to the mango juice. For sure. And so, a, dad, thank you for saying yes to the mango juice. And B, hearing your parents having, you know, we're lucky, mm-hmm. as strict and old school as our parents were, they had micro yeses in them. For sure. Letting you have the year to prove it. 100%. Me buying the mango juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of kids don't have that. And I'm very well, grateful 100%. for that. 100%. And another thing I tell, because I get a lot of the similar questions sure. as well. People saying, I want to do yeah, what of a course, YouTuber. But how do you do this how with our parents? Yeah. And I always, this might not be the answer people want to hear, but for me, at least in my experience, this was true. My parents became fine with my career once they knew I was going to be okay. Correct. I think for Indian parents, or any immigrant parents, it's, it's more so, we don't care about what your passion is. We don't care about any of it. We want to know that when we're dead and gone, will Lily, you be Lily, okay? Lily, I think okay. this is my biggest passion in mm-hmm. life. We need to convince fucking human beings mm-hmm. that okay is happy, not mm-hmm. have some money. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. I agree. Period. And Period. Do you know how many thing. miserable as fuck For doctors sure. and engineers from immigrant 100%. parents there are listening and, and right now? Know miserable that. as fuck. And we know that, but I think for my parents, it didn't matter I how happy it. something would make I get me. It. it was... Are you going to be able to eat I get and it. pay bills? Of course, because right. they came exactly. from places. I mean, like, right. I know where our parents came from, mm-hmm. but we, as stewards to this, mm-hmm. like, and and everybody in our society today, we have to change. Okay, not for we're make you're making money on your TikTok videos. Mm-hmm. It's I'm happy to make TikTok videos, sure. and I'm willing to live a forty thousand dollar a year lifestyle mm-hmm. to do that. That ha- happiness has yeah. to start pushing against I mean, money. Going back to that, one another question I get often is, I want to start making YouTube videos. Do you have any advice? And I always make my it. advice is always do something you care about. Talk about something you care about. Make videos about something that matters to you because the fame and the numbers and the money is not gonna fulfill you the way having a point of view that you care about is. I agree. Like, Katie, do we have questions? Yes. Okay, before we get into that, Mm -hmm. so the manager calls, you're wearing your half blazer, half sweatsuit. It it was a ball gown, yeah. And you (laughs) Just change the story. (laughs) And and you're sitting there over this month of of doing research Mm -hmm. to give an answer to these white Mm -hmm. executives. Yep. When it finally came into your head, like, mm-hmm. fuck, this mm-hmm. is gonna happen, yep. because you decided for yourself it's gonna happen, mm-hmm. who were the top people you wanted to be guests on the show? There was some point, <clears throat> at, right? Yep. After you did this, you're 100%. like, okay, I'm gonna have a first week. I'm gonna have a first show. So I had a mix. I have two buckets of people. And the first bucket is Beyonce, because once I have Beyonce on my show, I can retire and not do anything else ever yeah, again. I understand. Um, but the second bucket, honestly, B, is, I know you listen every day. 100%. So Beyonce. can you just hit, hit her up? Um, and the second bucket of people is 
people that have not yet had an opportunity to love. be on late night or not had that love. platform yet like a lot of my friends or people who I've just admired online love. who have never had the chance to I remember see Fallon it. absolutely was the mm-hmm. first cuz Gavin mm-hmm. the producer came from Dignation yeah, yeah. and I remember there was a little bit of that mm-hmm. um not to the level that I think you're about to embark on I mean That's cool. in every facet of my show whether it's the writers room or like people the script assistant or whatever I'm really trying to infiltrate it with people that I know could use this opportunity it's cool. because that's the actual legacy of the show. On air, great. The, the 22 minutes you see on screen, great. It's fun, it's cute, whatever, but it's actually giving people opportunities. What's the format gonna be? So you change the name, right? Which I yeah, love. It's the a little, little late with Lily I like There's that. a lot of L's, thank you. Yeah, I like that. Um, it's, you know, there's staples of late night that we, we love and we're used to, so the monologue, the sketch, et cetera, but I'm making it a lot more personal because I'm prioritizing community building, which I don't think the late night world has done yet. Yep. Me coming from the YouTube world, I yep. know the value of building yep. a community. Yep. Uh, and so my monologues are not just template monologues anyone can read they're very much so based in my experiences who I am the audience will get to know me beyond just the host of the show they'll get to know Lily the type of person she is what her moral compass is or her experience etc what's the punchline with that time slot you know is you know obviously there's the history mm-hmm. Carson had yep. such a before we went on our air or during the air mm-hmm. like 17 what a 17 run years, 17 yeah. years did mm-hmm. such a great job um you know, I go into cliche common sense and I'm like, ooh, like, you know, interest, like young dudes mm-hmm. like that stay up to 1.30 is one place I go. Mm-hmm. People that lived alternative lives where they're mm-hmm. like, you know, working at those times or things of that nature. And then I'm just thinking about the nature of like, for example, I, we were very similar. Obviously mm-hmm. we came up the same way. Mm-hmm. I also have really never debated having a show, was offered stuff. The closest, I like the big moment for me, similar to you and I was just too deep into this, was yeah. you know a syndicated show, which is even 200 goddamn mm-hmm. episodes yep. for daytime. And I really wanted to, because I wanted, but it was just too much. Nonetheless, I, I, I'm very curious about how much of this show is consumed online, days later, clips. I'm sure knowing your DNA, like it'll be really interesting to see, for me yeah, to hear. For me, how I'm viewing it is at 1.30 a.m. it launches and it starts its life beyond that. I'm not married to the idea of people are viewing it at 1.30. We're well aware a majority of people will view it the next day on YouTube. And for me, I actually... And is that how it works, just for functionality? Yeah. Like, the full show will be on YouTube the next day? It will day? be divided into clips, but when those clips are combined, combined, yes, it's all parts of the show. Got it. Um, and that's important So if you're like me. a hard, hardcore fan. Yeah, right? So if Sid sure. is like, I love this show, and like, he could go and watch five clips and 100%. basically... And see every piece and of the show? Minus like a couple seconds of like dead air time. Yes, yep. you'd be able Understood. to see every element of the show. And that's important for me because coming that's from YouTube, world. I have a worldwide yeah. audience. Yeah. You know, not yeah. everyone has access yeah. to NBC. Yeah. And so it's important for me to, for them to, cool. to consume it. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Some questions? Let's do it. Yeah, let's call some peeps. Oh, yeah. Are and is, and has ever? historically DVR been a big play for these late, late shows? Do you know? Pretty sure. I don't. I mean, sure. now with YouTube, I don't yeah. really know. I feel like yeah. it's just YouTube is going to be, you know, the jam. Who's this? Nikita. Ooh. Nikita Koloff was my f- favorite wrestler. You're gonna get Scary a you're gonna shit. get a whole bunch of brown people calling in right now. I love it. Nikita. This could be a Russian fucking gangster. <laughs> just so you understand. Boy, will my face be red? Let's see. Or it could be somebody who's not gonna answer and be devastated. Nikita. That's what I'm hoping for. These are always my favorite memes when I scold people. <laughs> sure, you typed it in right. Leave Please leave your message oh, for five one zero nine zero two eight. Here we go. Nine, we don't five. beep anything. Okay. Everybody can figure it out. Yeah. Nikita, it's Gary and Lily. This is one of the great mistakes of your life, not picking up the phone. 
Uh, you will probably do what everybody else does, which is you're gonna call back. However, we are not going to pick up the phone because life is about timing and this is a lesson that I wanna teach the audience. Have a great day. Lily? Nikita, have a great day after this message. I'm still rooting for you and I'd love to talk to you one day. <laughs> Nikita, I'm fucking rooting for you too. I'm just talking about timing just matters me, in life. Tweet me, Don't let this be the thing that ruins your day. This won't ruin your day. This is like a funny meme, Nikita. You can watch this video all the me time. Me and Gary are gonna fist fight now. <laughs> all right, let's go to the next one. I always think <laughs> like, I always think about timing. I always think about the meeting I didn't take mm-hmm. that is absolutely the one that would have changed the course of my career. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love t- timing. Jamie I think, who? Jamie from Miami. You can, Jamie you from Miami, let's do it. You're helping me. Hello. Jamie. Hi, yes. This is Gary Vaynerchuk and you're on with Lily. Hey. I'm, oh my God, I'm literally, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Crying is Don't, good. Sure, cry, um, cry but speak too. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God, I'm gonna cry. Um, okay, I'm pulling out my vlog camera. Um, Lily, hi. Hi. Um, so I am 25 years old. I'm a dancer in Miami. Okay. Um, I have watched all of your videos, all of your vlogs, and like you spoke about your depression, like not depression, but the thump that you went through on the brig that you took. Yeah. Um, and I watched and kind of lived all of that with you because like that's the same exact thing that I've been going through. So I understood like through your videos that you were dealing with burnout. Um. So I'm 25 now and I've owned a gym and a dance studio here in Miami since I was 19. So awesome. I currently just feel burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my question is like, how do you overcome that? And like, I just feel stuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, great question. Yeah, that, that is a great question. So I took a social media break at the end of last year. And you know, there's a lot of things that helped me. But one thing in particular that I found so helpful was redefining how I how I define self-care, basically. I think previously in my life, I used to work so tremendously hard and so relentlessly hard. As you know, if you watched all of my videos, you know there's a lot of them. Um, I used to work so tremendously hard and my idea of a break would be once a year, I'd go to a resort and get drunk and eat a lot of food and then go back to my life and then work relentlessly hard. Sounds amazing. So that that does sound amazing, but it's not sustainable. I've learned that self-care is nothing is sustainable you're correct lily well actually let me me rephrase like like what keep going i'm gonna let you finish because i have one thing to add but what i've learned is that you know for me self-care is small things every day really it's about at 10 minutes of meditation i do every day it's about writing my diary if i feel clouded it's about going on a walk if i need to and that and that actually makes me work smarter and work better right. than when I'm working from morning to night nonstop. I actually get a lot more done when I'm a happy, healthy person because I've dedicated 20 minutes of my day to just being a human, if that ja- makes any Absolutely. sense. And Jamie, to, Jamie, to add to that, you know, what is not sustainable is micro tactics. So, right. you know, I already, already have friends that are on the other side of meditation. Like it's right. just an emerging thing and you've, I've already gotten hundreds of DMs and texts and emails and conversations around, hey, I've been doing it for three years and it's worn out its value, which is actually right. where I wanna take this to the little micro conversation Lily and I just had, mm-hmm. nothing sustainable, wait, wait a minute, yes it is. I think something that you need to give a lot of thought to is judgment. So one of the things <laughs> that, <laughs> and even by your reaction, it excites wow. me. I'm super passionate about judgment. A the way we judge ourselves, B, the way we allow other people's judgments to become a variable in our lives. Mm -hmm. When I think about the only sustainable thing that I have in me, and I give a huge shout out to Tom Bellew when he was on my podcast and actually giving this to Mm -hmm. me because I was living it, I just didn't put words to it. 
My right. ability to not judge myself, which then leads me to not judging others, has right. been the greatest gift of my life and is the only sustainable thing I have. Through all my twists and turns, my friend, for you to be at 25 and already have this much accomplishment mm-hmm. under your belt, sure. I, I, like. I'm gonna cry, oh my God, I can't. I, I oh. really need you to see this and it makes me happy that, you're, that we're having this micro talk. Like, brother, like, listen, like, you've done, I, like, you're beating yourself up or allowing somebody else to beat you up mm-hmm. when you've can already, you can add a whole lot. So I, I think that you just kind of hit the nail on the coffin with mm-hmm. me, Gary. Um, so like judgment is a really big thing, which is why I've always been attracted to Lily because she's never been afraid to be herself, which has gotten her where she is today, which is launching her. It's, it's amazing. So like I'm here in Miami. I'm a six foot three black man that dances for a living. So yep. people come up to me every single day and ask me if I'm an athlete. Yep. And then I have to say, no, I'm a dancer. So like even within myself, I'm so afraid of my own craft and being judged and even things like opening up a YouTube channel, I've been mm-hmm. so afraid of my own judgment and then people's judgment. Jamie, it Jamie. Sense, but that's definitely the answer. Them, right. And let's stay on this because this is gonna be very valuable for, this has the potential to be very, very valuable for a lot of people, so mm-hmm. let's keep playing the three of us. Yep. Couple things. I don't know Lily well enough, but I was listening to a couple things. Lily's serendipity of being an immigrant to a parent structure Thank that you. I'm familiar with mm-hmm. and, and her having the DNA from a very young age to fight the system mm-hmm. and be comfortable with the ramifications, similar to me, got us into a place where no, and and being on an island and not looking for acceptance but having conviction to the mm-hmm. inner conversation mm-hmm. led us to a lot of practice by the time Absolutely. we got older. So many of us, maybe you, maybe not, I'm just painting a picture here, so many right. people don't practice from zero to 22 of mm-hmm. being comfortable in no, mm-hmm. they have their entire energy to chasing yes. To, to looking for acceptance from others. Mm-hmm. So right. what, what may be happening to you, when I hear that from you, where I go is like, okay, awesome, I'm so fucking happy how life works. Mm-hmm. We're gonna stick on this moment. We're not going to the next call mm-hmm. because all I want, Jamie, for you to understand is the following. I'm gonna cry. Other people's judgment is such a tell to what's going on in their lives it's also something that you can never control. Like you will never be able to control it. So it's focusing on what's in your control as well. Jamie, I, when I look at people hating other people, and this is not a joke, and this is not the most popular opinion, mm-hmm. when I watch other people hate or overly judge mm-hmm. or try to make, you know, hate, you know, I'm not going to racism. I'm even talking about being in a meeting, watching somebody roll their eyes so that right. person sees it mm-hmm. right. to their idea because they're trying to impose their sadness within them on somebody out. Misery loves company mm-hmm. is, something, is something that I think right now, intuitively, needs a bigger platform and conversation in our society because for some reason I really understand it. And right. so if you leave this call with nothing other than anybody that casts judgment on you that you should deploy empathy and sympathy for them because mm-hmm. they're dealing with their own shit. 100% can really change the diagram for you, my friend. I also say that I've never met a happy, successful person that had something unnecessarily mean or bad to say about someone else. So I feel like when you are in a good place in your life, like I always think about this when I receive negative comments online. I mean, I've been doing it for so many years, but I still, you know, people say you have thick skin. There'll be a comment or two that still gets you. Of course, we're all human. But I always think about the fact that 
when I'm in a good place, I don't wake up and I don't have the desire to write mean things about people on the internet. And so yeah, really the type of person that is doing it is someone that is not happy and not in good place. So I absolutely agree with your sentiment, Gary. And it also just goes back to control. For me, it's I know I can control my reaction to things. I can control my thought process. I can I will never be able to control someone else and what they think. Lily, I swear on everything that I hold dear <laughs> that when I see the negative comments, which I get every single day, mm-hmm. and I read comments because that's mm-hmm. how I do research. Of course, yeah. yeah. I genuinely sit there and I'm like, I feel so bad. Mm-hmm. The, the, there's right. no, it is as foreign to me as to commit murder right now. Mm-hmm. I'm being dead serious right now. Mm-hmm. The thought of killing another human mm-hmm. is as foreign to me as going to somebody's social media profile, consuming their content, mm-hmm. and then leaving something negative. I completely agree. I, that's why I just know that it's someone that's not in a good place. Jamie, listen, even- let me tell you something about your youth. One thing yeah, I push yeah. a lot um, is perspective on time. You are gonna live literally three more full lives. Everything you've done from the day you were born to right now, mm-hmm. you're about to do right. three more times. Yeah, and it, it is really crazy, especially when you're ambitious and trying to create something and being in a one of the 10 biggest cities where there's a lot of action going on. You know, what's right. everybody else doing? If you contextualize that, that will help you so much as well because let me tell you what I believe. I believe for a lot of us, a lot of us for all different reasons, create a framework where we allow outside opinion to have a disproportionate impact on our lives. Mm -hmm. A disproportionate. And if we are born into anything that even looks remotely different than the norm, we immediately are on our back foot. Immigrant, Mm -hmm. you know, gender, sex, preferences, skin tone. And by the way, let let me say this for the small group of white men that aren't immigrants that are born in America, they have their insecurities too because their mom tells them they're not as smart as their brother, mm-hmm. not as fast. This, is, this, this human condition is for everyone. Mm-hmm. For everyone, right? And so what you need to do off this call, and if you understood the math behind even being the person that we got to, right? And, and By the way, Nikita, Nikita could have answered it, brought up a great question and we would have never gotten to you. Absolutely. Right? No, Jamie, you have to understand that what you have to start doing right now is getting quiet within your own head. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, yes. But Jamie, let me tell you one part that nobody talks about that might help you. Right. Part of the equation of getting quiet is also not getting too high when people say that you're brilliant. Right. One of the right. reasons I've noticed so much insecurity, I'm like, wait a minute, they take in that they're beautiful or they're fast Mm -hmm. or they throw the ball hard or they're clever or they're good at great. One of the things that, it's why this is so full circle. Why I think you're balanced is because you think you're gonna be the biggest and you think you're no one. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. I understand that too. Mm And that's right. no different than not getting too high when everybody says I you're think, great. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big believer of this too, and it goes goes comes down to not taking anything personally, whether it's positive or negative. Correct. Because you can't sit there and be like, oh, I'm not going to take negativity personally, but I'm going to accept all this praise. It really has to be from both ends. You know, when right. someone comes up to me, as many people do, and I'm sure Gary, you have this a lot. People will come up to you and say, you you changed my life, and I always say, I did Every it. Every day, you did. You changed your life. Perhaps I was part of your world at that You're moment. You're much better than I'm. Like, I'm completely 
completely the reason your life has changed. <laughs> you are the you reason must. I have a late night show as well. So I agree. Um, but it goes back to just not taking either of those things personally. And I know it sounds kind of absurd because you, you think you should be taking in positive energy, not negative. But I think what you can't pick and choose, right? You can't t- take in someone's hey, word of you I'm being sorry, beautiful no, and not hey, the Jamie? negativity, you know? Jamie, yeah. one other weird little thing. Absolutely. I think you should go and volunteer one day for a retirement home. Wow, okay. I'll tell you why. I feel like people that are in this position need massive perspective injects, right? We're having this awesome talk. You're gonna take the high of this. You're gonna build a little bit. I'm telling you right now, there's nothing that can help people more than going to somebody who they don't know, not your grandparent, and spending a day with people in their 90s and understanding how all the things of people rolling up on you in the Miami scene and casting judgment means jack shit. Mm -hmm. And that perspective is everything. You've gotta start the process off this phone call to detach from judgment, both pro and con. That is the roundup. Also, the last thing I'm gonna say to you as someone who also dances, anyone that says you're not an athlete because you dance is wrong. Dance is so extraneous. It is amazing. So Of course. Be proud of that. Be proud of that. As a fellow dancer, I just had to throw that in there. Jamie, instead of letting you go and having this feel good moment, what have you, like I'm just really curious, like what's running through your mind right now for real, for real? Okay. More importantly, Thank not the asking. good, not the good, but the part that you're leaving when you hang up here where you're like, yeah, okay. yeah, but. I want to really so know what's I, in your head mm-hmm. as yeah, but, Jamie. So can I say three things? You can take seven. Because these are the three things that are on my mind. So number one, Lily, you said that to get out of your funk, you do something like take a vacation and you blah, blah, blah. Um, so like I, I feel even worse because like I just did that. So like I'm trying to start a modeling career on top of the fitness business that I'm running in Miami. So I just went to Italy for 10 days um, to like clear my mind and vacation. But then you come back and you're like, oh wait, <laughs> I still got all this to do and I got to figure out how I'm going to get it done. So like for me, I feel like I've done the vacation part. I've even like packed up all my stuff, moved to a different city because I was just over the fitness industry here. And I've come back and then people support me all the same. So like for me, I don't, I don't know how to get out of the funk because I've done the, the rest part of it, like the rest your mind part. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, crap, how do I build a bigger business on top of this? Mm-hmm. Um, number two, Gary, you said like quiet and like silence. Oh man. So like, Social media really drives me crazy because I watch your videos, Gary, and you say to post, 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 content, content, content. <laughs> and for me, that is the hardest thing to do because I'm a, I'm a personality, but like I hate to post on social media. Like even my social media Jamie, now. Jamie, you, ha- you hate to post on social media because you, you <laughs> overvalue the opinions. You're yes. not in a mindset oh of creation. You're in a mindset yes. of validation. And speaking oh of validation, hold on, hold on. I just came up with a thing called Disappearing December, which we will talk about as we get No, but, but really, let's go back to that point real quick. Like literally, 99% of people online are in the mindset of validation. The reason I say post, post, post is I want you to be in a mindset of creation. I want you to do it for you. Jamie, you probably aren't watching my content enough to know that I reference four times, seven times a year that scene from Rocky Four where Drago loses to Rocky and he right. yells at the Soviet Union and all the people in the crowd and he said, fuck you guys, this wasn't America versus the USSR, I was in this ring for me. And right. that's like what I wanna inject a little Drago into everybody. I want you to post for you, not for the likes, not for right. the validation, for the mindset of creating and, and leaving your two cents on the world for you. The reason nobody wants to post is it's become one big game of insecurity. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's true. What's, what's the third thing? 
Um, and then the third thing is just like, so Gary, um, I, I kind of jumped into you um, when I was 19 and 20 because I got sponsored by one of the biggest universities here in Miami, it's FIU. So like they built my very first gym for me at $120,000 at 19 years old. Wow. Um, and it, it was the craziest experience. And like I've been dancing for the past six years and just doing what I love every day. But for me now, the business side, it's like, damn, I get burnt out so easily and so quickly when you realize, oh crap, no one's paying my bills. I'm the only one doing this. And like every move I make is my next paycheck, you know, and like growing this. Um, so I guess these are all the thoughts that are just like, I, it's hard to feel stuck it. in like different areas of your life. No, you know? this is great. Like, hey, Jamie, another, another thing. Listen, and then, yeah. listen, I talk about self-awareness over everything. Mm-hmm. That is my right. biggest religion. Brother, there is nothing wrong with you not being an entrepreneur and owner of this thing. Mm-hmm. If you know, I I have had my family's livelihood. Then I had to start from zero again because I built it for my family. There's right. all I can go on and on, and I've never felt a fear of the next paycheck because I'm right. in my zone. Mm-hmm. If I had to read a script, if I had Lily's job, and I don't know how you're doing it, but if I had to read from a teleprompter tonight mm-hmm. in front of zero people. I would, I would be so fucking scared because I can't right. read for shit and it's an insecurity of mine. But if I have to go give an impromptu keynote right now in Madison Square Garden in front of 37,000 people and I could talk about my shit, I would moonwalk to the garden right now. You, you might. You like that? You, you just might not need to be an owner of a gym, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Okay. And that's a, okay. and by the way, let me let, let's really play this out because I'm fucking fully invested at this point. <laughs> I appreciate it. And Thank let me so let me give you the piece that I think really matters because I think you kind of might know what I just said. And the part of closing the gym and having your auntie or your best friend or your neighbor or somebody that right. looked up to you that's doing well right now judge you means horseshit right. too. The amount of people right. that judge people that are doing from the sidelines mm-hmm. makes me right. laugh. When you're judged for closing the gym because you're deploying self-awareness to happiness Mm -hmm. and you get a comment of, oh, see, and maybe you put yourself out there. Maybe you made a video three years ago and said, I'm gonna crush it and build the next gold gym and maybe you kind of put yourself in that spot. Mm -hmm. It still doesn't matter because you're doing and living. It doesn't matter what they think of that. No, for sure. And and just to go back to your first point, Jamie, I, I wanna emphasize, how you viewed that vacation line is exactly how I used to view it for the many, many years of my life. What I highly recommend is that I'm saying you don't need to do that. I'm saying that take 10 minutes today after this call, even to just reflect, meditate, right? I'm saying that if you're not having fun on the journey, it's like not worth it. And this is someone who's worked relentlessly hard. If you've watched my vlogs, you you know this. I know you have. I, I believe in working hard even still, but the thing I believe in most is you have to be happy. I, happy, I, I, happiness I love this woman thing. so much. I couldn't believe in this more. Jamie, 99% of people just came back from summer vacation and the first fucking day back, all the things that they thought they got went in the garbage by 9.48 p.m. Mm-hmm. No, of course. You know, and so, like, and so like, I really, really, really think that it is a much more macro thing. This comes down to judgment. If there was nobody else on earth, everybody would be happy. Amen. I'm telling you this is a judgment game. Mm-hmm. This is you worried about what people are gonna think. Once I got to the final pieces of not even caring what my own parents thought, fully, mm-hmm. it completely unlocked for me and I was already ridiculously happy. Mm-hmm. You can't let judgment 
seep in. It is the poison. And to that point, you know, you just said the parents line. A lot of times when we let go of those types of ideas, well, of course my parents have to judge me or my friends. When you let go of all of then you get the judgment to yourself because you think, oh, that makes me a bad son or a bad daughter. You have to also not judge yourself in that regard. So it's just completely And let me give you a secret to all the kids out there who are struggling with not letting their parents down because I get that all day long. Gary, you say mm. all, you put all this pressure on the parenting dynamic. Mm. I always say to them, listen, net net, and this is not a blanket statement, nothing can be a blanket mm -hmm. statement, but I genuinely believe that every kid who decides to do what their parents want them to do versus what they want to do end up 30 years later, 26 years later, 41 yeah. years later, in massive underlining subconscious resentment of their parents. Mm -hmm. And I would rather kids and parents have a shitty three to five years than have a life, a mm -hmm. life full of resentment and undertones and Correct. all that anxiety. Correct. And guess what happens out of that three to five years of bad? Somebody ends up being right. Mm -hmm. And you don't even need to have right. First of all, take it from two people. Parents get real proud yeah. <laughs> when, when they're not sure mm -hmm. and then you do it. For sure. That's the ultimate for a parent. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, a lot of times kids lose too. There's a lot of kids that told their parents they were gonna be the biggest rapper in the world, mm -hmm. went to LA, and nine years later are not the biggest rapper in the world, and they come right. back to Kansas, and they get a job in the family business or within the profession or something else, and guess what? Their parents are thrilled they're back home because they missed them. And guess what else? That next Eminem or next Jay-Z also feels good or next Meg Thee Stallion, they also feel good because they gave it a fucking shot. Mm -hmm. And now that they're a carpenter or a businesswoman or whatever the hell they're doing, they don't have to live with regret. This is why we have to push this narrative because mm -hmm. it will lead to more happiness for, sure. for everyone. Agreed. Agreed. Jamie, how you feeling? I'm like shaking. I'm like shaking. I have like a vlog camera in front of me because I'm like crying and I'm like wiping my tears. Um, Get that thumbnail, boo. Get that thumbnail. <laughs> Jamie, Girl, Jamie, what, Jamie, which person in your life's opinion do you value the most? Who do you think is really riding real mindset? Like when you think about your life and you think about when the gym opened, who you called or whose validation right. do you genuinely believe you're anchoring to? Um, it's definitely mom. And I think, again, we're all immigrants. So like I was born in Jamaica and mm -hmm. mom is now a doctor. Mm -hmm. So like I'm, mom learned very early, like Jamie's not going to be a doctor. Like I went to school for acting and dance. Like she immediately picked up on that. So I definitely think it's her validation, even though she's come to terms with like, Hey, my kid is a performer. Like he's not, he's not following my line of work, you know? Um, but again, I do want to make her proud and like somehow like, Hey mom, like, everything that I'm doing and like all this time I'm wasting in this industry is it's not for nothing, you know? Jamie, couple things like on that. And I apologize for not letting you go, but I just feel please. like you're uh, you're, you're an, ours now. You're, you're, you're doing so much good for so many people right now and I'm not gonna let it go even though I feel the stress of my mm. team telling me I'm late and this and that. <laughs> Jamie, listen to me. We have to change the narrative of artists or entrepreneurs or athletes or creative people or anybody right. who's willing to have any conviction of their own happiness for that matter. You're not wasting your time. We have to put the process on mm -hmm. the pedestal, mm -hmm. not the results that come with it. Absolutely. I promise Absolutely. you this, there are a ton of mothers and fathers who are listening right now who are devastated that their kids went through a process of making them proud they achieved everything. They, they got the degree, mm -hmm. they got the business, they got the money, mm. and now they're 48 and they just had dinner last week and they're completely broken. 
and right. and you're you you can't put that judgment on yourself. Your mother and every mother and father deep down even if they don't realize it their number one proud moment is if their child is happy. If their child had enough conviction to make themselves happy. If you can get happy about the process of this versus whatever results this gym does, mm-hmm. you will be in a much better happy place. Mm-hmm. Oh man. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Agreed. Where does your mom sit currently on this? Like, she's scared and worried, disappointed, pumped, um, elated? No, so, like, you, and again, I'll make it fast because I, uh, so I basically already went through the process of, like, closing the gym because I knew that it wasn't going to work. I moved away. I came back. Um, and now what I've done is, like, infiltrated in other gyms so that I'm not paying a huge overhead Smart. and Smart. taking all my classes there. So, mom Smart. is really proud because, like, I'm running things and I'm, I have more time on my hands. So, so mom is proud. Mom just wants to see me reach the level that she that she knows I can. You know. Yeah, but you know what? Um, you and mom have to have a conversation about that because that's an arbitrary sure. number. That's a that's right. a, that's a fake thing. That's like right. VaynerMedia when people are like, "Your creative needs to be better." I'm like, "No, no. Your right. judgment on this video yeah. is the judge is the right. king and queen. Right. Like, like you have to have a. Co- I'm telling you, Jamie, you have to have a conversation with your mom about that. Reaching your full potential or what you're capable of has to be on your happiness data. Mm-hmm. Right now, you're nowhere on that. I don't give a fuck right. how many classes you're doing in 97 gyms and your profit margin's better. It needs to be on being happy about your day to day. Amen. Agreed. Yes, sir. You know? But I mean, it also sounds like compared to a lot of situations other people are in, having a mom in this position is great. It's fucking amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So no, I feel like you have I, all the pieces to make make things pop off here. Just I, I agree, have that conversation and don't do the but after this, as Gary mentioned. Jamie, the key, the key, now. the key is knowing how to quantify ambition, so it doesn't manifest in your own personal judgment and anxiety. I'm oh. I'm so uncomfortably ambitious, but I got lucky and circumstantial to put it into a place that doesn't cast judgment. If if you know. In a world where I've been very successful business-wise in the last 20 years, but between right. the partnership with my dad and the partnership with my brother, I have nowhere close to the personal finances needed to achieve my professional goals of buying the New York Jets. At 43 <laughs> years old, I sit here cool as a cucumber. So you can imagine why I push patience right. and lack of judgment on 25-year-olds. Absolutely. Absolutely, sir. <laughs> don't, but, uh, don't, listen, please change behavior past this. Mm-hmm. Please take this phone call as a moment in your life to change your behavior and recalibrate the conversation. The ambition needs to be waking up happy, mm-hmm. not anything else. Absolutely. Gary, can I just say that like, I, this is a promise that I'm making to you um, because I watch your show almost weekly um and to be rather frank like i was about to take a shower go to work and like go train a client and then i opened facebook and i saw lily on your show and i (laughs) freaked out i freaked because you guys you are the only two people that i watch when i'm in a funk so like lily like again i watched her in a funk earlier this year and i'm watching her start her own show which is like it's the craziest thing so like if i'm seeing someone like her who i've watched for six seven years do it and get out of it like this call is the, the biggest wake-up call to me. So, like, please, please, thank you so Jamie, much. Like, you Jamie, <laughs> this is how we're going to end this call. I think, and I don't want to put Lily on the spot, but I think mm-hmm. I'm firm on this. I think there's a very strong likelihood, or maybe even booked, or kind of almost booked. Like, mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna be on Lily's show. Uh, oh, yes, 100%. Okay, I just didn't, I, I felt like we were there. <laughs> I love that. No, 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 not like we've been working on it behind, like, so Jamie, I'm, I'm going to fly you up here. I'm gonna cry. And you're gonna hang out with me in the green room the day I do the show. No, I, or I'll give you your own green room and it'll be bigger than Gary's and then he can hang in your green room. By the way, Jamie, and you know why that works for me? When your green room's bigger than mine, what Lily doesn't know is she just gave me a real mitzvah because that's gonna motivate me even more yep. to be the greatest fucking guest on her show ever. Premiering tonight at 10 p.m. on YouTube. I know, yes. I have it recorded. I have it pre-recorded already. So, so Jamie, I'm gonna have Katie give you a call and get all your details and once we're locked in, you're coming to New York City. Mm-hmm. You're gonna hang out at Vayner in the morning. We're gonna help look at your stuff. Then we're gonna all go into record the show. L.A. I'm an idiot. It's we're LA. gonna. You're gonna. I'm gonna fly you, you to L.A. Up for this game? Of course I'm up <laughs> this. You're gonna fly to L. This is what's fun about being global. You're gonna fly to L.A. I'm gonna meet you in the L.A. office of Vayner. We're gonna hang out. Then we're gonna go do the show. You're gonna hang out in your bigger green room. I'll come and visit. And then, and then after the show, all three of us can talk about all the things you want to talk about. I just volunteered Gary's time. That just happened. Even more so. That's firm. That and is now Gary's going to buy you a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> and burn it to the ground in your face to motivate you. <laughs> Jamie, we'll Sounds see you soon. Thank you. You better start crying. You're coming to LA. We'll see you soon. you, Jamie. Bye. You guys, thank you. Look at us. Fun. Look at you making look dreams at us. come. Look at, look at us. You. 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 I'm just texting my booker right now saying we need to get Gary on the show. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're already working on it. Thank you. Thank you. This, this was, was a, lot a of fun. great conversation. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, really was. More to come. I really wish you nothing but success. Please, Vayner so Nation, support this show. Getting off to a big start on these mm-hmm. kind of shows, unfortunately, really matters. It's just the difference of YouTube versus network TV. The, the infrastructure's on TV. Uh, I'm sure she has a long rope and mm-hmm. they wouldn't sign her up, but it never hurts. And I think an no, extra absolutely. push matters. And so, please, tonight, if you find yourself up and about, especially because I know a lot of you are hardcore and are up at 1.30, a little social love for the episode. Episode, any any little bit will help her. And as you can tell, as she was talking, there's so much that I agree with this wonderful mm-hmm. woman on. And more of this conversation needs to see the earth. And so I am rooting for her heavy. And anything you guys can do for her would mean a lot to me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gary. And thank you to everyone listening. Thanks, guys, for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed. And more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.